Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by 910 Coastal Barbecue. I am your host, Marcus Bullock. With me is always intern week nine locks. Brett Galt, what's up, man? What up? What up? It's crazy that we're already in week nine. The season has just flown by. Yeah, there's a lot going on in college football. Um, you get the first playoff next week. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's about to start unraveling. Everyone's about to come out with their hottest takes that they can. Um, so, And a good guest for a week now we got joining us. Longtime listener uh, of the show, friend of the program, but first time getting them on in three seasons. Um, enter the chat, Chris Ferlano. What's up? Great to be here. Well, Ferlano, you're, you're a very popular guy among many circles. Go ahead and throw out a couple of nicknames that you got. Um, um, Forlonzo, Ferlano. Alonzo Morning, um, <laughs> name a few. You got Quaker, C-squared calls you Quaker. Hey, that's true, that's true. That's uh, back in high school days. That's uh, high school football. That's way back there. <laughs> Man known by a lot of people, hated by a few. No, thanks for joining us this week. Um, couldn't think of a better time to get you on, especially after a wild weekend that we had in New Orleans. And I'm glad we both made it home alive. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Yeah, going into that trip, I said, I just want to make it home to my daughter and my wife. And, you know, here we are. The LSU game was fun for the, for the listeners that want to know. A, a lot of eventful stuff happened at the LSU game that we talked about pre-show, but we will not tell stories on the air because we do not know who's listening. But it, it was a, it was a blast. Uh, Baton Rouge, good as always. LSU had a big win against Ole Miss, a ranked Ole Miss. Um, just good all around. Good weekend. Yeah, there, there was some – some sneaky good games over the weekend. I mean, like you said, it was just a good, good weekend in general. Kansas State and um, TCU was a good one. Um, I mean, your guys' game was a good one. It started off as you thought Ole Miss was maybe going to take control, and then LSU came back. Jaden Daniels balled out. So, I mean, there was there was a few good games over the weekend. Yeah. Um, did you catch any of the Duke Miami? And like preface, I did not get a lot of eyeballs on the games, especially earlier in the day, because we had our whole excursion to Baton Rouge. But I caught a couple late night games on at the bar. But yeah, Duke Miami was definitely tracking that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't that one was that one was I don't even know if it was on TV. I think some people were saying it was on like some kind of off the net kind of channel. I think you had to pay subscri- subscription. So but that one was one I was interested in because Miami is just reeling the wrong way. And Duke, Duke's playing solid ball right now. I mean, they had a chance to beat UNC as well. So they're playing good ball. Yeah. Um, South Carolina was another late one that definitely looked good. Uh, Shane Beaver's got a Gamecocks looking pretty good. They're one game away from bowl eligibility. If you told me coming out of week eight that Texas A&M would be three and four and South Carolina would be five and two, I probably would have said that. You misspoke and got those, and got those flipped. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh I caught some highlights afterwards, and uh, uh, Williams Bryce looked absolutely insane. Um, they actually had security on the field because they didn't want to catch that 100k fine from the SEC to make sure that the uh students didn't rush it. But no, it, it they look really good. 
before we go ahead and hop into last week and recap for Lionel, I'm not going to let you off the hook. We had a heated discussion with several of us on the on the bus ride home from Baton Rouge late night because Lionel claimed that Sandstorm is a top five entrance or top five celebration in college football, and we all said you are on crack. Uh, I stand by that statement. South Carolina, as Trevor said, South Carolina wouldn't be top five in the SEC. Uh, I think you guys are on crack, and you guys have never been in williams Bryce, if that's the case. But uh, Trevor's been there. I know he has, but uh, I still think it's a fantastic tradition, and it's just so fun. Uh, every, uh, every like, kickoff, uh, especially for uh, the big night games. Sandstorm? EDM music? A lot of people like EDM music. The people go crazy at those festivals. <laughs> That's two things I don't really see going together. The fans of South Carolina and EDM music, but everyone's entitled to their own opinion, so I'll let you roll. I just got to put you on record by saying you're wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, um, let's go ahead and recap last week. Um, pretty good for the show, six and four overall. There weren't a lot of bets out there. Um, light slate for pretty much everybody. Wasn't a lot of games that we liked, but we came out two games positive. Big thing, if you followed the power parlay and took it, that hit three straight wins. Wake laying 20 and a half. My choice, Texas Tech laying seven. Brett's choice, and then now on Old Coastal Barbecue, at Syracuse plus 14. Syracuse gave Clemson a scare for the ages. Uh, Brett, did you get eyes there? Yeah, I watched that whole game, and I was I was shocked, honestly. I thought watching uh, Syracuse the week before against State, I mean, I didn't – they beat State. They handled them pretty well, but I didn't think they looked that great. I didn't think Schrader looked that great. But Clemson in the secondary especially did not look good that first half. I mean, there were some questionable calls there in the second half. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess you're playing in Clemson's home field, so a little home cooking. But, yeah, I was I was shocked that they came away. We saw DJ, who we've been talking about on the show for a while. He, uh, he got benched by Club Nick. Um, so it's going to be interesting going forward, the QB controversy, honestly. So even though I don't think Club Nick really did anything when he came in there, but it's still going to be an interesting thing going forward here. Yeah, I did uh, catch Dabo on College Football Live saying that DJ's leader, DJ's starter, DJ's the captain. So I'd assume DJU is still going to be their guy, but um, yeah, good for Kate. I think um, after this year, Clemson's going to be in, I think you can considerably say better hands. And I don't think a lot of Tiger fans would disagree with that. Yeah, we'll see how long he sticks by that if uh, DJ uh, has the kind of game that he had against Syracuse. Of course, their schedule is a joke. So, I mean, we'll see. Let's keep it rolling. So, if you bet the power parlay, you got about plus 600 odds. So, you're welcome. May want to follow it this week as it is hot because it was very, very cold. One and up, now one Coastal Barbecue, Syracuse plus 14. Just recap that one. Excuse me, myself, I was 3-1 on the week. Georgia State plus 10 missed. I was driving to Atlanta that Wednesday after work um, to my buddy Frank and Chandler's house because my my airplane ticket was about $500 cheaper, $400 cheaper flying out of Atlanta. So I made the drive from Charlotte. And before I rolled into Atlanta, I'm about before halftime, Georgia State was up 14-0. I think App State scored late in the in the second. And then I literally pull up, and it's a blowout. App State ran the ball down Georgia State's throat. Wasn't even close. Definitely thought that was a locked in for sure. Um, but 
That one missed terribly. Uh, my three wins on Saturday, 3-0. Ohio State land 28 and a hook against Iowa. Wake land 20 and a hook against BC. And then UCLA, Oregon over 70 and a half points. 3-0 week for me brings me to 36 and 33 overall for the season. Um, Brett, Brett was two and three. So close to getting over, man. So close. Um, your two wins, Texas Tech, uh, seven-point favorite against the Mountaineers. And then you had... Kansas State, TCU over 55. Your three losses, Clemson's laying 13 and a hook. Kansas, Baylor over 59 and a half. Didn't that get to 58? Yeah, it was close. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was really close. It was – yeah. I was following that one, and I thought I was going to hit it. I, I thought Kansas was going to play better. Um, they're on a three-game skid now, so the Kansas hype has officially gone away, by the way. But, yeah, it got, it got close, but – I had, a fe- I had a feeling I wasn't going to be able to cover it. Yeah, that's a tough one, 23 to 35, leaving you at a, a 58 number. So, miss about a point and a hook. Um, that stinks. And then Ole Miss, they got blown out by LSU. They did. Hey, credit to LSU because, I mean, Ole Miss got – they got up to a 14-0 start, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have that one. And then Jane Daniels came out firing – so, yeah, credit to LSU. Um, Brian Kelly's got those boys playing a little some good ball right now. Yeah, big turnaround since the Florida State game one in the season down there and, and the Superdome was basically a home game for LSU. But, yeah, so Brett, two and three on the week, 22 and 24 for the season, still not in a bad spot. Um, now I know Coastal Barbecue takes it to seven and three. Power Parlay got his first hit. Uh, week overall, six and four. Syndicate for the year, 84 and 85. This is the week. Yeah, I think we've been saying that every week. I'm not helping matters, but that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I trust you. You're due. I mean, you 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 can't stay cold forever. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into week nine. Not the greatest slate in the world. Got a pretty big Thursday night game sitting here in the ACC. Um, two passionate fan bases. So let's start there. Thursday night, Virginia Tech Hokies travel to Raleigh to play the NC State Wolfpack. NC State is a 13 and a half. Favorite over under sitting at 40. Are there any Thursday night plays? I want to stay away from that game. I figured that you guys would talk about it, but I don't want to touch it. I, I was looking at it for a little bit, but I, it's just uh, like with NC State having um, uh, the loss of Syracuse there and having um, uh, some injury problems down the roster, uh, even even though Virginia Tech is not a good team this year, I, I did not want to touch it personally. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Um, the I don't know. I mean, Virginia Tech's bad. We know that they're really bad. But without Leary and just Chambers in there, uh, I just I don't know. I mean, you you would think they should cover it. Like State's defense should have no problem stopping Wells. But I I just I couldn't find myself to take this. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to this game on Thursday. My in-laws are up in Raleigh, so we're going to go see them. Um, and, of course, we have season tickets, so we're going to the game. So I was looking at this game from a lot of standpoints. Initially, my, I first read down Virginia Tech and say under 40, just didn't see a lot of points either way. The more I thought about it and I slept on it, I was like, you know what? Virginia Tech's offense is still going to look like probably as bad as possible, especially against a really good defense. Um, but 
I don't expect NC State to score a lot. The difference in the reason I have two bets here, I think NC State's defense will force a lot of good field position for that offense. And if that offense gets enough chances, they have to convert some. I could even see like a pick or a fumble recovery getting turned into points possibly or in really good field position. So my first play for this game is NC State first half um, minus seven. I definitely think they can be up by seven. Um, Raleigh night game should be pretty loud. Virginia Tech is going to have like issues as always. And if NC State can force at least one of those turnovers and their offense could turn it into points, I can see their defense standing up pretty stout and shutting the Hokies down for the rest of the, the first half. So NC State, first half, laying seven. And then I'm going to take whole game. I'm going to take the Wolfpack laying 13 and a hook. I definitely would not take it at 14, but this kind of comes back down to principle. Good team, bad team. Another fair was in Raleigh. NC State had a bye week. Chambers has to have something, you know, to roll with. Tim Beck, if, if you couldn't do anything since, like, the Syracuse game. I mean, the, I mean, it was the Florida State game, essentially. Yeah. Like, you probably need to, like, lose your job. So, I'm going to trust in Dave Dorn maybe taking a little bit more control over the offense and trying to string something together. But, really, the Wolfpack D, I need to win these first two games for me. So, um, give me Wolfpack first half and Wolfpack whole game. Yeah. I mean, I wish you luck. I mean, on paper, they should have no problem. But I, I just – I can't really trust – Doran's not much of a taking-a-chance kind of guy. Like, I feel like the offense is just going to be vanilla again, like really vanilla. I don't see him opening it up, a lot of passing opportunities, even with the week off. I just – I don't know. He, this would be the game to do it, though, because, I mean, Virginia Tech sucks. So this would be the game to try out Chambers, throwing the ball a little bit. Or, I mean, even throw the freshman in there, the Morris guy. I don't know. You got to do something, though, because this is a game to take advantage of that. Yeah, I think NC State is probably going to win two more games this year. I think they'll beat Virginia Tech. They will probably beat Boston College. Louisville will be a toss-up. Um, Wake, they'll lose. in Chapel Hill, weird stuff always happens. I mean, we saw NC State down 10 or down 9 and come back yeah. and win the game with two minutes left. Like, that was nuts, like, watching it in person, so – I mean, all bets off when it comes to that game. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Wolfpack D creates some chaos, and um, hopefully the offense can turn it into points. I do think I'll be sweating whole game. I feel really good about first half, though. <laughs> well, you won't be sweating because it's going to be probably chilly, so you should be good. <laughs> all right. Um, Ferlano, why don't you go ahead and give us your uh, your first play? Yeah, so I talked to Marcus about this over the weekend, but I think um, on principle, I'm going to take uh, Tennessee first half. I've got uh, minus seven, I think, is the best that I saw. Um, Tennessee's offense is just so high-powered and moves so fast, and uh, the way that they snap the ball quickly, it, like, you know that you're going to get two possessions out of them in the first quarter, regardless of whether they receive the kickoff or not, and um, the way I see it is that uh, um, Tennessee has scored over 21 points in the first half this entire season. Um, meanwhile, Kentucky, on the other hand, has been more of a second half team, um, has been coming back on teams and has been uh, like backdoor um, covering. And so I think that realistically, I could see Tennessee being up like 24 to 10 Um in the first half um, and then maybe uh, Kentucky comes back and that's why Vegas has the line at like 12 and a half. But 
I just don't see a world where Tennessee doesn't score at least 21 and a world where Kentucky scores any more than um, 10. So uh, that's my first play. Yeah, this game's interesting. Does I mean, does Tennessee look ahead to next week? Because we know that's the big game. So do they do they start off slow or anything? I don't know. But th- this game, this game could be interesting. Well, I, I think I, like I thought about that too, and I think that um, them along with Georgia, since they have that big game, are both going to try to flex uh, on each other and say like, "Hey, uh, I'm the top dog of the SEC." But yeah. Yeah, this is an interesting game. I was wondering why this line was so low. Um, and the only thing I can think of is if Tennessee pulls starters third quarter and maybe Kentucky gets a garbage time, but Tennessee's like probably whooping them up on the field, like stopping the run pretty good against Kentucky. I really don't hate if anyone took the ball slam 12 and a half. Open at 11 and a half, 12 and a half. I think that's a good number. I was expecting this to be more like 15. 16, um, a more like middle of the road number. So for Lana, I like the play. I actually like love that first half play. If I was not disciplined, I'd probably throw it on my card right now. But I'm wishing to luck. I think you're I think that's a hit for sure. Um, I think that's a very good bet. Because I don't know what Tennessee or Kentucky's offense is gonna do. Like Levis, it's so much hype. That, hey, that's that's first round or Levis. <laughs> <laughs> they the prospect or the uh, scouts love him. I mean, they just love him. I mean, they do play better. I mean, this this might be one of the better defense. I mean, let's. I don't. I don't think Bama's defense is that great. So Kentucky might be the best defense they've faced so far this year. Honestly. It could yeah. be. I will say the best offense that uh, Kentucky has fought uh, was Old Miss to or played as Old Miss, and that was another reason why I felt pretty confident on this play. Again, I, I almost took the full game. The only thing I'm worried about is backdoor cover there, and I think that's what uh, has got the line a little bit lower is uh, the chance for a backdoor cover. So, Brett, what's the final score to this game? I mean, I think Kentucky's going to score. Because I don't think Tennessee's defense is that great. I could see Tennessee maybe a 30, 38 to 25 kind of game. Yeah, I was literally thinking 38, 21, something like that. Yeah, I could, I mean, I could see it being a good game for like two to three quarters, honestly. See, under 63 and a half may be a pretty good play. But then again, we don't know if Tennessee will stop anybody. I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't if either. Kentucky, I, if Kentucky can land some big blows in the passing game, this over could hit. Yeah, I think Kentucky's going to be able to score. Wow. They got a they got a good uh, Rodriguez at running back. I mean, the guy is a baller too. Dude, did you think about the over sixty three and a hook? If you think Kentucky's going to score, I mean, Tennessee can pick their number walking off the bus and throw it up. I think Tennessee could throw up like 45. Can, can you show me the scores? Can you scroll down and show me the scores of uh, what's Kentucky been putting up lately? Um, that's head-to-head. All right, Kentucky last 10. 27, 14, 19, 
31-31. I'm staying away. <laughs> I thought they'd been put up more than that. No, and that's what, when I was doing my research, I didn't see them scoring a lot of points, but they do score in the second half. And so, like, again, that's why I, I'm staying away from the, uh, the full game. But the, the first half, I, I have no doubts um, Tennessee's going to I mean, Tennessee's, though, like – Oh, dude, that, I kind of like that. Over <laughs> can, Tennessee, can Tennessee score like 45 and may Kentucky score like 20, 25? I think that's reasonable for sure. Because mm-hmm. Tennessee's defense is leaky. Oh, I know. I mean, there's room to score. If the only thing that would screw you is if Kentucky's defense shuts down Tennessee, which – I mean, obviously hasn't been done this season. So, I mean, yeah, don't, yeah. don't let me talk you into it. I, th- I think you would need Kentucky to score 20, 25 points to, for the over to have a chance. Yeah, that – yeah, that – and that – yeah. I, I, yeah I'm, probably just I'm, not, I'm not listening to your crap. <laughs> all right. Uh, go ahead and give us one. Um, all right, so my first one's noon clock game. It's TCU minus seven. I think it was seven and a half. I saw it doesn't really matter, it could be 21. I'm still taking TCU to cover. I mean, West Virginia, the defense is one of the worst in college football. We're ready for Neil Brown to get fired. I don't know who we're gonna get. Maybe Jimbo will come because they don't like him at uh, Texas A&M right now. But right now, just it's bad. So we, we can't stop anybody. Duggan and company are just balling out right now. They're putting up points like it's nothing. So give me a TCU to cover minus seven, seven and a half. All right, Brett. Well, the game – or not the game of the week, but nominal Coastal Barbecue, the pipe and hot pig of the week, they agree with you. TCU lay and cent, seven and a hook, and I do too. Like you said, I'd take that up to like 19, 20. Yeah, I mean, you could go you could go high with this. I, <laughs> I I don't really understand the spread here, to be honest. I mean, maybe it's in Mor- maybe it's because it's in Morgantown, but there, there probably won't be 15,000. I mean, there'll probably be about 45,000 people. There's going to be a lot of people that don't show up to this, especially it being a noon game. Like, there's going to be a lot of empty seats. Yes. Yeah, we were talking about this before the show, and, like, this this one scares me just because both of those teams um, do not have a defense, and I think it's going to be a shootout. And whenever you have a shootout, I just get scared within any lines that are less than seven just because I feel like it's um, – it, it could go to an overtime or something, and it just you hit seven points, and you're just uh, fucked at that point. So, um, I, like as much as I want to take this pick, and as much as as close as you guys are convincing me to take it, I I'm still a little bit too nervous. I do Chris, think this is easy money, my guy. This is this is about as easy money as you can get. I mean, you've watched a lot more West Virginia football than I have this year. I'm uh, the- I have, yeah. The only game I saw was when you guys um, played Pittsburgh up here, yeah. and uh, um, you guys scored pretty decently on us. And TCU is not known for their defense at all. So, uh, you know what? Throw me down for it, Marcus. I'll, I'll I'll hop on it. Thank you. Okay, clean sweep. TCU laying seven and a hook. Neil Brown. I mean, we're not going to win another game. You go ahead and check mark the under or. Yeah, under five and a half on your board over there because 
I, I seriously don't think pretty confident after Baylor. Yeah, and then I saw us against Texas Tech, and they were just I mean, they were just running around us. I mean, it's just it was so bad. I mean, I, I seriously don't think we win another game because we still have them. We saw TCU, Oklahoma State. You're not beating Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, you're probably still not beating them. They'll outscore us. And then I think your best bet is Iowa State, but that game's in Iowa. It's at Iowa State, and we never play well there. So it's going to be a three and nine. Or what, we got four wins now? We got three? I don't even know. Uh, no, let's verify it. All right, we got – we beat Townsend. Yes, Baylor, four. Baylor, Virginia Tech. No, you're three and four. Yeah, three and four. You beat Virginia Tech, Jesus, and that was an ass whooping. <laughs> yeah, it was. That just shows how bad Virginia Tech is. <laughs> okay. lay, lay the points with the Wolfpack. All right. Um, so, Perlano, you have two. I have three. Brett, go, go ahead and give us another one. Uh, my other one is ACC. Uh, Wake Forest is traveling to Louisville. Yes. Dude, lay it. Yeah, I, I don't get I don't really get this line. Oh, yes. To be honest. I, I mean I listen, I, I love Wake Forest, honestly. I I'm a big fan of Tim Hartman. I think he's balling out. Their offense is is legit. I mean, if they had a just a better defense, they would have beat Clemson. I mean, we saw how much they scored on Clemson. I don't see them losing another game the rest of the year, to be honest. So give me give me a Wake Forest minus four. Yeah, let's let's take four, 100%, all day, all day, every day. I saw this. I was like, empty my life savings on this. Yeah, I was a little – I is there something we're missing here? I mean, I, I guess Louisville's playing better lately, but I, I don't know. Yeah, dude, this is this is layup. <laughs> like, this ain't close. Uh, Kawana, are you on this game? Not on this game. I don't know enough about either of these teams to make a bet on it. So I, uh, I miss. You're, you're, like, from, you're from the Triad area in North Carolina, and you ain't keeping up with uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, and I haven't really kept up with Wake Forest this year, um, simply because, it, like, I don't know how you guys watch football, but like, I like to focus on one game rather than channel switch. And so it, I'm usually on like two or three teams, and that's about it, just because I can't. I can't focus on a game and try to channel switch and try to like actually see what's going on. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I wish you both the best of luck. I don't know enough about, uh, about both these teams, uh, playing and, uh, like how well Louisville's especially, um, is like, I, I know Wake Forest has been playing well and, um, the whole ACC has been playing well, but yeah, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to bet on a team that I don't know about with Louisville. Yep, I have one more play for this game. Uh, Brett, this is one of the two-for-ones that I mentioned. Give me the over. Uh, Wake yeah. up nobody. And Louisville lets Syracuse throw up 31, Florida State throw up 35, BC throw up 34, I guess. They lost to BC, too. Yeah, they lost to BC. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you got it at 62? Yeah, 62. Yeah, I'd, throw me there. Yeah, sweet. I'd take this up to, like, Seven or 68, 67. Give me the over. Neither team stops anybody. Yeah, I like that one. Nice. I'm surprised it's so low, to be honest. Same. Huh. 
when Las Vegas knows that Sam Hartman's going to like separate his shoulder in the first like quarter, then we'd be in trouble. But I love this. I like I love both plays in this game. Yeah, I, I think this is a good line right here. Yeah, I mean this could be a shootout. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. All right, Prolano. Um, I have two more plays. I believe you have three, and Brett, you have two more. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Go ahead, Prolano. Um, so I'm going to take us to the Georgia Florida game. Um, and I'm going to take a party. I'm going to take a, uh, yeah, the over, uh, 55 and a half. Um, I think both these offense can score the football. Uh, obviously Georgia's probably one of the better defenses that Florida is going to play this season. And so I'm a little bit concerned about that, but in all honesty, I could easily see Georgia scoring, um, 42 points, uh, on Florida if they wanted to. And uh, that would mean that, you know, Florida would only have to score 14 at that point. Uh, um, I think even, even though Florida has not had that fantastic of a record, I think that Richardson's due for a bounce back. I really liked uh, him in the Utah game and I um, know that he's been struggling, but they're coming off a bye. And I just think that, uh, think that there's going to be, enough scoring to hit over 55 and a half because that's a, a pretty low number for um, a team that is uh, including uh, the top team in college football right now. Uh, both teams are coming off five. They're going to be well rested. I think over 55 and a half is a good play. Do you want it at 56? It looks like it's ticking up 56 and a half. I'll take it at 56. All right. This one, this one's interesting. I feel like I feel like this will tell us more about Georgia more than anything. It, it depends what kind of what kind of Anthony Richardson we get. Do we get a good one or a bad one? Yeah. I think that's the main difference. The spread on this was 22 and a half last time I saw, it, which I thought was kind of high, honestly. I, think I, was, high. I think that's really high. I think this could be a closer game than some people think. I don't think Florida will win, but I think Florida's going to be able to put up points. I with the cocktail party, you you're just used to like a headbanger, like SEC classic defense game. Uh, Stetson Bennett's getting it back on track a little bit. I actually hate Anthony uh, Richardson. I think he's trash, like fully. I don't think he's a good passer of the ball. That Georgia defense is probably going to spy the hell out of him. And Georgia has speed all over that linebacking core. So if he tries to escape, if they can hit the first tackle and like get some help, I mean, he's a big boy. They can probably bring him down. I, dude, if I had to bet this, although I don't really like the Gators this year, I'd probably see this as like a 17 point game, maybe back to the situation. I think so too. That's That's how I see it as well. I could even see, I mean, even a 21 point game, you're covering. Yeah, like for Lana, I'd say for this over to hit, you probably need Florida to get a backdoor touchdown. But I'm staying away. I like playing Florida, um, catching the 22 and a half, honestly, a little bit better. But good luck. Yeah, I definitely think it's one of my riskier plays, but uh, I think that just comes down to the opinion of uh, how highly I value Richardson compared to you. <laughs> I mean, they, they had him for the Heisman after game one against Utah. I mean, it was like – but, yeah, yeah. He's I wasn't a part of that crowd, but, it, I mean, I think that he 
he uh, is able to a very mobile quarterback, and I think that uh, he does have two solid running backs um, that can help him uh, space the field a little bit if he's given the opportunity to. But I think my biggest fear is that like this game just starts at a slow start where Florida tries to run the ball. Georgia just absolutely demolishes and stops them, gets up to a 20 uh, uh, or 20 or 30 point lead. And then just like uh, Georgia takes off the gas pedal completely. Yeah. It is be an interesting game. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> uh, Brett, you're up. All right. Um, we get- we talked about this team earlier, or maybe we talked about this pre, but they're playing good ball right now. I like uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. They're playing Mizzou at home, five-point favorite. Mizzou's not that great. I can get a four now. Yeah, I'll give you – you can get three and a half at two places. You want three and a hook? No, nah, give it to me at four. I'll take it at four. All right. I'm on the opposite side of this game. Um, oh, a little bit biased, but uh, South Carolina is coming off a big win. Um, and every time they do that, they always manage to disappoint you. Maybe that's again, I've got the the blinders on uh, from being down there for a few years um, where they've had it really rough. I think that Missouri plays a little bit better defense than their record shows. Um, they've held some like high powered offenses to a lower amount of points scored. Like uh, I think they held uh, Georgia to like 26 and they held Tennessee uh, in the thirties compared to like the fifties or sixties. And I think that uh, Cox do not have the offensive line to handle that. Um, um, that being said, I know that's probably going to be pretty uh, unpopular, but yeah, I, I took uh, Missouri at four and a half um, when I saw it earlier. So. I'll give you four more consensus number if you still want it there without the hook. Yeah, yeah, still want it for. All right. Um, yeah, no really opinion. Uh, I think this could be a spot game. It definitely could be a spot game. Shane Beamer. I just need a touchdown. That's all I need. Just give me a touchdown. Yeah, I'd say if I had to lean, I'd probably lean Carolina at home. Shane Beamer's a good coach too. I I think that like those guys, like he's a player's coach, just like his dad. He is. Um, I mean, he's turned that so far. He's turned around pretty quickly. I agree. Um, I will go next. We're going up to State College. Penn State is welcoming in the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Opened at 14, 15 and a half. Give it to me before it climbs any higher. Lay it. Good team versus bad team. Principal. Uh, this game, this game's interesting to me because, and I, I think it would be even better if. Uh, can we talk about real quick? What the big noon kickoff? I hate it. Trash. This, this game should be a a night game, and a whiteout at Happy Valley. That's what it should be. I mean, there's no reason that this shouldn't be that kind of game. But instead, they're playing a freaking noon game. I, I hate the big noon kickoff. It's so stupid. Big Ten football can't compete with SEC three thirty. I know the big game of the week. We it's just it's just dumb to me. But I don't. Ohio State can struggle sometimes at uh, at Penn State. Um, and the Look strength the there. The the strength of Penn State is actually cornerbacks. Um, 
their defense is actually solid in the secondary. We saw what their defensive line was like against Michigan, which was not great. But th- this game could be close, especially for a few quarters, I think. I, I think it'd be close. Maybe um, maybe uh, they come out, Ohio State comes out and beats them by like 16 or something like that. But I think – I really don't think we know enough about Ohio State either. I mean, they really haven't played anybody. If, so I think th- this is going to be telling. So looking at the head-to-head, the last five games, Ohio State has won them all, but none of them have been blown out. You got a one-point win, one-point win – um 11 point 13 point nine point it's definitely dude i may be sweating this a little bit more just based on trends but i mean do we think that michigan's defense is a lot better than ohio state's because michigan ain't played nobody either yeah i don't i don't know the whole big 10 is just hard to figure out because besides maybe these three teams and uh illinois this year the rest of the big team sucks big 10 sucks so it's really hard to gauge who is good and who's not, and especially out of, out of conference. I mean, Penn State played Auburn. Auburn's terrible. Ohio State struggled with Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not good at all. Michigan didn't play really anybody, I don't think, out of conference. So it's really hard to tell who's good and who's not in the Big Ten right now, to be honest. So let's look at Ohio State this year. Outside of Notre Dame week one, the lowest amount of points that they've scored is 45. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we know they can put up points. Yeah, that, I don't see Penn State putting up points, not not against this new revamped Ohio State defense. I, um, I don't know if I really – I don't think I've watched really – I watched the Notre Dame game and I saw them struggle. I and, definitely think that Vegas is taking the Minnesota result from last week and hyping Penn State up a little bit. I, I see this as a route, man. I, I think Penn State may score 20-23. Ohio State scores in the 40s. Uh, I feel, I feel pretty good kind of game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this game can be interesting. I don't know. They they struggle usually when they go to Penn State. So, I mean, Ohio cool. State can run the ball. I mean, yeah, I know. what did Penn State do when Michigan wanted to run the ball? They folded. Yeah, that the defensive <laughs> – well, there was no defensive adjustments. But, I mean – I would how you don't stack the box and make JJ McCarthy throw the ball is beyond me because the guy hasn't really shown you anything that he can throw the ball at like consistently. So I don't know. Should be an interesting game though. All right. Um, I believe. Do we all have one more left? I've got two more, actually. All right, Falana, go ahead and go. We'll go around Robin and then you'll end us. So um I've got uh Pitt at um as three and a half. Uh, point dog to UNC. Um, I think that Pitt's got a pretty solid defense, um, even with UNC's high-powered offense. Um, and I've been obviously watching these uh, games the most out of them. Um, I also think that uh, a Banacanda um, can can run the ball. And uh, I think you saw that, Marcus, when uh, we played Virginia Tech and he uh, rang up eight touchdowns. And obviously UNC has a better defense, but I could see um, a Banacanda scoring uh, multiple touchdowns um, on on UNC's uh, holy defense, and uh, I, I I really think that uh, I'd take the money line, but uh, I'm going to take the three and a half points that I can get just in case Pitt's defense decides not to show up. Nice, nice, nice. Brett, you playing this one? 
I would I was thinking about playing this, but I was gonna be on the other side to be honest. I, I just I <laughs> me and you are just uh, not uh, not uh, lining up at all, Brett. <laughs> I mean, when West Virginia went head to head, because Pitt was top fifteen team coming to the year, and when West Virginia went head to head with them at the very beginning of the year, I was like, wow, I was like, we might be a lot better than I thought. And then we've seen Pitt drop games to Louisville, to Georgia Tech, which is yeah. not a good team. Yeah, I mean. I I don't know. I just – I don't think Pitt is – I think it's mainly Slovis. I don't think Slovis is what they thought he was going to be. I think he was a little overrated coming into the year. I, I'm with you. The defense is solid, and I think they'll be able to get stops. But th- this game could be back and forth too, honestly. That is uh, definitely a concern of mine. Um, Slovis has has not played that well, and he hasn't played out um, quite as well. I think that the, the Georgia Tech game – was a little bit of a fluke. We had some injuries uh, at that time, if I remember correctly. We had an offensive tackle or a defensive tackle that went down. That was kind of a key player that game. But, um, no, I think that, like, if Pitt controls the run game and uh, keeps the ball on the ground and just runs it down uh, UNC's throat, I think that they, at the very least, should cover the three-and-a-half. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think that – um, that UNC is going to run away with it or anything like that. All I know is whenever I bet on Chapel Hill and I need their offense to show up, they ain't shown up once. I thought about taking them, but I, I'm, like I said, I'm done betting on bad football teams. They're a bad football team. Well, the record would say otherwise. Yeah, it would. They're, they're, they play in the Coastal. They're going to be in the ACC championship most likely. So, Dude, I want to see Clemson whoop that ass. <laughs> Uh, well, I, after watching Clemson against Syracuse, I'm not very confident in them either. If Chapel Hill wins the ACC this year, I will like I'll make a bet with somebody before that happens, and I will do something absurd. <laughs> Bad football teams don't win conference. I, I tell you, the, the, the watching Clemson and watching their secondary, if UNC does get to the championship game, they're going to put up points on that on that defense. That, I mean, that they're definitely going to put up – I mean, will Clemson put up points? Absolutely. But just watching the secondary in Clemson, I mean, Schrader was carving them up the first half. It was actually pretty awful to watch. So, I don't know. That I, I'm interested to see what, what happens. So, the good thing about Chapel Hill is whoever they needed to lose last week did. Um, like Syracuse, Miami took a loss. Pitt took a loss. So, they're in the driver's seat. That's, right. that's what I'm saying. I mean, if if Carolina beats Pitt, they're they're probably pretty much guaranteed to uh, in the ACC championship, I think, because of like a two game lead, I believe. Unfortunately, so should be interesting. Mm. All right, so Brett, you're that you're not taking that officially, are you? No, no, I thought about it, but I, I'm staying away. All right, you can uh, shoot your last one out there. Uh, all right. This one, this one's a little ballsy. Not gonna lie, but you're talking about two teams that are coming off losses. One team that's really reeling. I just took this team last week. They disappointed me, but I'm taking them again this week. I I like Ole Miss minus two and a half at A and M. This is an A and M team that is they're bad. I mean, they're just that's really all I can say. They're bad at the quarterback position. Their defense is actually solid, but their offense is so bad that it just doesn't matter. 
Um, I just saw that Jimbo just had to suspend like three or four guys for some reason earlier this week. I just I don't know. I I think Ole Miss will be able to get out maybe a three point win here or three to seven points. I think it will be enough. I mean, obviously we've seen teams can go into Texas A and M and win. We saw App State do it. So I just like I think Ole Miss will have enough to cover the two and a half. I think this game's going to be chaotic. Yeah, I mean Texas A Texas A and M might not go to a bowl game. Which is crazy. Because you're paying Jimbo ten million a year. So good living. Uh Frolano, you on this one? Uh, I am not, but I really like the thing. <laughs> Dude, after seeing this Ole Miss team just score super fast last week and then just Jackson Dark got shut down. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch the second half. I don't think I really watched the second half. I think for some for some reason, my dad kept it on the West Virginia game. I told him to turn that crap off. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay. Um, I have one more than Ferlano. You'll go. We're heading to the great state of Alabama. Um, going to – all right. So, the Pigs are going to play the Tigers. Arkansas is a three-and-a-half point favorite, but I'm not on that. Oh, you going to get our boy? Yeah, I'm not going against them. I'm going to the total. Auburn's due for for a win. I like Auburn's been hanging around people like so close. They're they're due for a win. This Arkansas team isn't what we thought they were this season. Two SEC West teams. Um, Arkansas don't stop nobody, like at all. They don't stop a soul. Auburn they they don't stop anything. I think Tank Bigsby can run crazy. Um, Arkansas throwing up 50, 40, 49. And then you got like Auburn throwing up a 34 spot last week. Although their offense is not as consistent against poor, porous defenses, which I think Arkansas has, they can they can score points. Uh Bisbee can run the ball. So give me the over best number I can get. 61 and a half. I'll take that. It's just two teams that don't really stop anybody. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. I'm not touching it, but I don't hate that. It'll be a sweat. It might be a sweat, but uh, I do like to play. I, I'd play that. I mean, I'd say out of 10 times, I'd probably play the seven, depending on the week. Right. And that clears me out. And then with the SEC. Um, so my last pick is uh, a pretty spicy one. Um, going with two smaller, uh, lesser known teams, Louisiana Tech and FIU. Um, I think that uh, I have a friend that is an alumni from Louisiana Tech and actually uh, runs a podcast that I listen to. Um, it's called Go Tech, Please Don't Die. So that should give you kind of a good idea of, um, of uh, how they feel about the program. But uh, uh, I've watched um, a few of their games this year, uh, trying to be a supportive friend. And I think that Louisiana Tech um, has a solid offensive uh, team and can run the ball pretty well. And I think that um, Florida International just doesn't really have a good defense. And so I, I think they can cover the seven points. I think this is definitely um, one of my crazier bets just because, uh, again, I haven't watched too much of it, but uh, I like it. I'll give you six and a half. I'll give you a hook <laughs> in your favor. 
Good luck. I know nothing about it, it seems. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> Way to support friendship. Uh, Florida International, that's a Butch Davis team, ain't it? Is it? Is he the head coach there? I think he's the head coach of one of those. Is he? Is he Florida International or Florida? I mean, there's like ten different Florida teams. So yeah. it, I there's like know. FAU too. Yeah, let me see. Florida International football coach. Yep, Butch Davis. He's there. <laughs> Wait, why does it say he's out? Which Davis out as Florida? Oh, never seen. What's this? Fired? <laughs> oh, that was. Oh, that was last year. Wait, it says he will not return in twenty twenty two. Oh, I have no idea who their head coach. Is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna say that. Wait, head coach? Oh, Mike McIntyre. Where was that he? Name, before? That name sounds familiar. Yeah, where was McIntyre? Uh, University of Memphis, DC head coach, uh, coach at Colorado. Okay, that's where I know him from. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Damn, Bush Davis got ran out of FIU. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably uh, an analyst with Saban right now. <laughs> yeah, but Bush is old, man. He he don't need to like go there, be an analyst, and get another job. He he just needs to go sit down. Yeah, just go to TV or something like that. You know. He'd probably be really good on TV. Yeah. All right, guys, it's time. Um, power parlay hit last week. I saw scan our cards, find our best bet, and figure out um, what we're going to throw in the, in the pot this week. So, now on Coastal Barbecue, their one played TCU lane seven and a hook. That be their play. So, that's off the board. Son of a bitch. That one's an easy one. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I know where I'm, you're going. I think I'm going to go the over 62. Okay. I thought you were going weekly in the pool. I was thinking that, but I just think there's going to be fireworks in this game. So I like the over here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take the uh, Tennessee first half. I love that. Damn, that, that's a good one. Um, and I'll I guess I'll wrap it off. Let's go two for one, Brett. Uh, okay. I'll do Wakeland four. My next choice would be NC State on the seven first half. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm just, are we over? Am I overthinking the state game? I mean, that game should be a blowout, shouldn't it? I mean, NC State's definitely the one part of NC State that you need to hit. This has not been disappointing this year, and that's the defense. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I think that's going to be – I think they'll be all over Wells. I mean, Virginia Tech turns the ball over like their damn turnstile. <laughs> like, it's on repeat. That's what I'm saying. So, you think you would think it would be an easy – I mean, they'll definitely be able to – the main thing is, is the state going to be able to turn those turnovers into points? That's, I mean, that's the main thing. So I mean, I, it, like I said, if you get enough chances of good field position, you got to convert something. Their kicker is also very solid this year. So, Looking forward to that. Um, before we get up on out of here, let's uh, talk Syracuse and Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to the Dome. I think oh, see, I, stay, I stayed away from it. I was back and forth because I, I had both – or, like, was looking at both sides, and that's when I knew I had to 
to step out of it because I figured if you're looking at both sides of the bet, um, you probably shouldn't. But I think both of those teams have been really um, super inconsistent where they've had um, games where they've looked really, really good um, and games where they've looked really, really bad. And so uh, I, I think it'll be a good game. Dang. You think Cusas look bad? Where at? Maybe um, a little bit. Yeah, Virginia was uh, 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 the one uh, game that stuck out in my head, but um, yeah, I, I think Purdue, they didn't do as well either, right? That yeah, was I mean, a shootout, though. Yeah, they, they score it late. I mean, I wouldn't say they look bad. It was, it was just a good football game. I mean, I like Syracuse in this position, honestly. I don't, I don't think Notre Dame's that good at all. Yeah, I say lay it. Lay two and a hook all day. Um, good team. Average team. Syracuse is a good football team this year. Miami and Virginia is interesting, too. I mean, because both of those teams are just not that great. You got to take Miami, right? You would think, but I don't know. Miami can't cover anything. That That's that's a little risky. Um, but we did not talk about the game of the week. Oklahoma State traveling to Kansas State. Uh, it depends. Is Martinez okay? That That's the main thing. I don't know. I don't know if he's playing or not. So if, if Martinez is playing, I think it will be a good game. But if not, I'm not a big um shoot, what's his name? Will. I forget his last name, but his first name's Will. I'm just not a big I don't think he's that good at backup. Oh uh, Will Howard. Yeah, what Will, Will Howard, yeah. Is that game at, at Kansas State? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean I if if Martinez isn't playing, I'd probably lay the Cowboys to cover. Hmm. Yeah, I like the pokes. Yeah, I just don't know what the update. I don't even know what was really wrong with them. They didn't have a sideline reporter during that TCU game, so nobody knew what the heck was wrong with them. Yeah, but Kansas State—they've been playing everybody tough. Oh man, they've also played down to the level of Tulane, but Tulane's decent this year. Oklahoma, man, this is a coin flip. I think Martinez plays. If yeah. he plays, I wouldn't hate the Kansas State pick laying a point and a hook. Yeah, I'm with you. If he, if he plays, but if not, I think you got to go Oklahoma State here. I mean, speaking of Tulane, that was just mentioned. Um, when we were down in New Orleans, there was an influx of Tulane fans um, in town for the game. I think they had Memphis last week. A bunch of uh, Tulane walking around. And, dude, how about this at the hotel we stayed at? Like Ole Miss, I think it was two sororities from Ole Miss and maybe a fraternity, like rented out like floors of our hotel. Damn. Dude, we walked out. So we were getting ready to leave to go to Baton Rouge around like 11. I'd say probably about like 10 o'clock, 1030. The lobby was filled with just girls in cowboy boots, dresses. Like it, it looked like like meet the Greeks like rush week, like at like <laughs> at college. I bet they had a good time. Yeah, it was nice talking trash to him uh, when we all got off the bus because we were one of the few people in the hotel actually rooting for LSU. Everyone else had on their like hotty toddy buttons and all that stuff. It was <laughs> it was fun just in the elevator. So sorry about the game. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were there for the party. 
that was a real cocktail party. All right. Um, let's go ahead and recap, boys. Frelano, thanks for joining us this week. I think you had a lot of good content, a lot of good picks out there, and I think you're I think you're gonna have some winners. You should have a positive week. Let's go ahead and start out with the sponsor, Nano Coastal Barbecue, who keeps the lights on on the show. They're played TCU laying seven and a hook. And by the way, everyone else on the show is on that as well. So Frelano's card again: TCU laying seven and a hook. Tennessee first half minus seven. Florida, Georgia, cocktail party over 56 and a half. Mizzou catching four at South Carolina. Pitt plus three and a hook going to Chapel Hill. And then Louisiana Tech, six and a half point favorite against the FIU Panthers. Breast card, TCU lane seven and a hook. Wake lane four. Wake Louisville over 62. Scar, um, the Gamecocks lane four at home. And then Ole Miss, two and a half point favorite going into College Station. Marcus, my card, NC State, first half, laying seven. NC State, whole game, laying 13 and a hook. Hoping for a lot of defenses, creating a lot of opportunities for the offense. Ohio State, going into college and going into um, College Park, laying 15 and a hook. Or College Park, Maryland, sorry. Um, Happy Valley, there we go. <laughs> Auburn, Arkansas, over 61 and a hook. Wake, laying four. Wake, Louisville, over 62, along with Brett. And then, of course, the TCU, laying seven and a half. The power parlay this week, my pick, Wake Lane 4. Brett's pick, Wake Louisville over 62. Tennessee first half, minus 7 is Frelano's pick. And then now on Ocosa Barbecue, giving us TCU Lane 7 and a half. Good luck this weekend. Brett, I know we're on the uh, opposite side of things, but, you know, I think the Senate overall is betting on a lot of different games and a lot of different uh, places. So I think that uh, we're pretty diversified, for lack of a better word. Yep. Well, last week we are in down by one game for the show, eighty-four and eighty-five. Let's push it over. Let's push, push. We're, we're betting a lot on if if Wake late dropped legs and egg. We're me and Marcus are in trouble. So yeah, if the, if NC State lays an egg, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. really you got four of your games on two teams, so. <laughs> So you could be in trouble if things don't go your way. Hey, and actually, I had Arkansas laying four on my card, but had to take that off. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know too much about that one. That's probably a good bet. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again, Trelano. Everyone, thank you for tuning in to half the distance to the goal this week for week nine locks. Let's have a good one. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy.